Hello, welcome to the Stubborn Tortoise Podcast. I'm Donna Pazdera. Um, so, um, Brazos Bend, hmm, the land of lost toenails, alligators, <laughs> three seasons in one day. Um, yeah, kind of a weird experience. Um, <laughs> although it's not unlike, you know, fall, winter in Texas, because you can kind of get all of the all of the seasons you know wrapped into one day or 24 hours or something but um i wasn't exactly counting on that but uh anyway i digress um so yeah uh so friday night i'm not going to tell you what happened because you're just gonna have to listen anyway um so yeah friday night i uh, sarah and i um got into um rosenberg which is outside of houston which is where brazos bend uh well, actually, Needville. God, where do they come up with these names in Texas? Anyway, um, it's not far from Needville, Texas, which is where Brazos Bend State Park is. Um, this is a really lovely state park. Um, it, it, it does have a lot of swampland. It reminds me a little bit of Florida, just because you've got the um, you know Spanish moss hanging from the trees. You've got alligators. You've got all kinds of wading birds, and um, you know, kind of reminded me of that. And of course, there's all sorts of creepy sounds, you know, happening, especially at night. Um, and, uh, you know, what are you going to say? The weird thing this year that I noticed before I get back to the story, um, is that there were a lot of baby alligators, which I think is weird for this time of year. And maybe it's not, I don't know. I just remember my experience in Florida. It just felt like we would get more baby alligators like in June, you know, um, you know, right after the spring. So maybe they have two mating seasons for all I know. I, you know, do not pretend to be some sort of uh, you know reptile expert or anything like that, but um, but yeah, and and the thing you got to be careful about is when there are a lot of babies and there were tons of baby alligators. Um, you've got um, uh, the mamas, and, and they're very protective, obviously, because they you know they worry about you know their kids. They don't want anything to happen to them, and so they're going to sit on the you know sidelines and either you know, I have never seen one charge. Okay. They could, they could, I just remember being at a park with, a, uh, in Florida with an old boyfriend. Um, I mean, a then boyfriend, but now it was an ex anyway. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. And so I just remember, you know, being there and, uh, it, God, what park was it? I don't know, somewhere on the West coast of Florida. And, you know, we were hanging out for a weekend and hiking around and, um, it was baby season. And, uh, yeah, this, the, the mamas were pretty upset. You know, they didn't really like humans being around their children. Um, but what a lot of us noticed on Saturday was that a lot of these alligators were hissing um, as sort of like a warning, you know, like, yo, stay away from our kids or or else, you know. And um, <laughs> so it was like, all right, that sounds like a plan. I'm good with that. Um, yeah, so anyway, um I digress. Anyway, so yeah, so my friend Sarah and I, we, uh, she came over to my place because I don't live too far off of I-10 and we just, you know, headed out. It takes about three hours to get to um, Brazos from my place. And um, anyway, you know, and like I said, it's kind of a direct shot on I-10 for the most part with a couple of country roads. Yeehaw. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, so we picked up our, um, bibs and, you know, uh, swag. I, for some reason, I guess I had asked for a coffee mug or something like that. Cause 
I have like 80 million t-shirts. And so it's not really that important to me to have another t-shirt. So um, sometimes I opt for the alternative swag. Um, unfortunately, they didn't have those mugs. I'm not really sure. I think they ran out or they didn't come in. I don't know. I can't really remember, but I was offered a, <laughs> a bottle opener, um, which, uh, is shaped like a, well, it's a piece of wood, um, you know, and it's like a circle. So it looks like a little, um, what do you want to call it? Like a section of a tree, you know, if you cut it off and, you know, you can see the circles in it or whatever. Uh, and somebody had, you know, in, um, inlaid a, um, you know, bottle opener kind of, uh, metal thingy. Oh boy, I'm doing a bad job of explaining this. But anyway, yeah. So I, um, so I opted for that, which actually ended up being kind of handy because I was able to open my, um, bottle of Topo Chico, uh, later on. I love Topo Chico. This podcast is brought to you by Topo Chico. I wish. Um, anyway, um, and, and for those of you, uh, you know, up North or, you know, who don't really know what Topo Chico is, it's this magnificent, uh, sparkling mineral water uh from mexico and um i learned about it when i lived in the rio grande valley and um you know there's there's other brands of sparkling mineral water out there and a lot of them flavor it and whatnot but there's you know you gotta have it in a glass bottle and you gotta you know pop the lid off in order to make it really work okay to get the full experience okay just trust me on this and have it cold you cannot drink it warm because otherwise it's nasty. Um, but anyway, I had like three Topo Chicos stashed in my cooler, um, you know, for the race. All right. Anyway, my God, this is going on and on and on and then on. Um, so yeah, so we met up with um, Hundo and Babe, otherwise known as Orlando and Kathy Montavo, um, two of my bestest friends from the Valley and, uh, or just in general. And uh, we met up at a... <laughs> chilies um because we were in suburbia uh good lord there was like some sort of crazy traffic that night i don't know if there was just like high school sports or what i don't know but we saw these like high school bands like in, in the parking lot um you know of this which was just like kind of catty corner to our hotel and um it was kind of weird but anyway <laughs> so we but we all had dinner and i introduced sarah to you know the experience that is known as hundo um you know kathy's always <laughs> lovely and i mean not that hundo is not but uh you know he's just got a very big personality and sometimes you know might scare some people <laughs> i don't know anyway i'm not scared but anyway yeah so we we ate supper and and then parted ways and uh yeah and then we um you know, we went back and tried to unwind to go to sleep. And, you know, I, as always, the night before a race, I'm always a little tossy and turny and whatnot. And um, I've been staying in a lot of hotels lately. I don't know what's going on, but I guess it's just because I've been traveling a lot. But, man, the one thing I'm noticing about these beds and hotel rooms is that there's, like, one side that gets really worn down and, like, kind of soft and it's like a crater or something almost. And uh, I don't like that. So I, you know, end up kind of rolling to the side that doesn't get used as much. And um, I'm feeling a little bit better there. So, hey, what can I say? Um, anyway, nonetheless, we, we got up around 4.30 uh, Saturday morning to assemble ourselves and whatnot and uh, eat something. I think Sarah had a bagel with some peanut butter on it. And I had my 
little piece of killer brownie, uh, which was thawed. Uh, killer brownie, for those of you who don't know what that is, that is a um, delicious snack uh, breakfast item, I like to think, or dessert. Um, in the freezer case, um, I usually find these at Central Market, but you know they, they probably exist other places, but they're a little on the snooty end of things. But, um, and there's, I mean, it's not a very big piece of anything. It's kind of a sliver, but it's got like layers of, you know, chocolate, chocolate chips, caramel, brownie. I mean, <laughs> I don't even know, but it's like about 300 calories per little slice. So I just had one of those. I thought, okay, that gives me enough sugar and carbs to, you know, get started on this thing, you know? And um, yeah, so we, we got over to the park probably around a little after six and hopped aboard the shuttle oh yeah the day before we also laid out our drop bags and chair uh, you know um, folding chairs and um, coolers um, just so we didn't have to carry all that jazz on the um, uh, the shuttle sorry <laughs> anyway yeah so we did that and then you know we got aboard the shuttle and we got we parked out at what they call the 40 acre section which is probably a good couple of miles from the start finish so thank god for shuttles um but everybody was very lively and whatnot and i think most of the people who were on it at that time were the 50 milers because the 100 milers had already started um about 10 minutes before so there we were the achievers i guess um you know i was nervous i mean i have to admit i know last week i mentioned that you know my hip had been bothering me and i felt a little um, you know, it was like kind of throbbing. I did go see a massage therapist on Wednesday of last week and she managed to work it out and she said she didn't feel anything, you know, especially, you know, scary or anything like that. And so I was like, oh, thank God for this. Um, you know, so, so that was good. Um, you know, I was a little sore for about a day or so afterward, but you know, you just drink a lot of water and, you know, hope for the best. And, and, you know, it seemed to be okay. Um, Anyway, where was I going with my thought? Anyway, yeah, so I, but I had a lot of trepidation. I guess I was like looking at this race as sort of like do or die. Like if you don't do this one, you're going to really, you know, be a mess, you know, for your final race, and, uh, you know, and I was just like, oh my God, I was almost in tears. You know, I was talking to my sister, you know, midweek and she's just like, why don't you just relax about it and have fun? Remember why you go out there and do these things is to have fun. And I'm like, you know, you're absolutely right. That does make sense. And so I, um, I don't know, midweek, I just kind of, you know, after I got the massage and whatnot, I kind of had an attitude adjustment. I was like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Let's have some fun. It's an adventure. As you have often heard me mention, um, you know, trail running is all about the stories. Okay. It, it's like, you know, there's, there's not a lot that you're going to, you know, tell people about on a, you know, 10 K road race or whatever, you know, I mean, unless you have some sort of epic situation, but, you know, by and large, most trail races, I mean, where in the world are you going to have alligators on the side of the, you know, trail, you know, or snakes and things like that. You're not going to see that on a road race. I mean, come on, don't be babies. Get out there and enjoy the the tough stuff, you know, that's kind of the way I look at it. Anyway, good Lord. Um, so I had, you know, my mental attitude, you know, was, was improved. And I also vowed to myself that I was going to ride the lows after the highs, because I knew that that would happen. And I've been through it a bunch of times and I just need to stop being so impatient with myself. 
Oh yeah. One other thing um, that was sort of a drag. I, um, I have these Aftershocks headphones that are, they're pretty expensive, um, but they're, they kind of rest outside of your ear canal. And so they kind of conduct through your ear bones. And so you can hear, um, but you can also hear what's around you. And, and I was really looking forward to using those because, you know, I wanted to listen to, you know, music and podcasts and whatever, you know, just to sort of calm me down, you know, when I was starting to feel, you know, crazy and I couldn't find them. And spoiler alert, guess what I came home to yesterday when I walked in the front door, there they were sitting in the middle of my living room floor. They must have fallen out of a bag or something. So, but I survived anyway. But yeah, we uh, we got to the uh, park, you know, to the start finish and met up with um, Orly and Kathy. And then our friends, uh, Robbie and Ann. Ann was doing the hundred. Uh, Robbie was doing the half. And then he was going to pace his girlfriend on her final lap of the hundred. Um, Robbie is, you know, a good friend. Um, I've known him for a while. I actually have known him longer than I've known Anne. I mean, that's not like a slight or anything. I love Anne. Um, but he's the guy who made a shirt. Here we go. I get to, here comes the Orville Peck part. <laughs> um, Robbie made a shirt for Orville Peck. Well, on my behest, um, to, uh, to give to him. That was a ringer t-shirt. It was black and white and it had the logo of Bandera, Texas, which is known as the cowboy capital of the world, um, which I did give to Orville last summer in Iowa when I went to go see him. Yes. I'm insane. Um, anyway, but yeah, Robbie's that guy. Um, <laughs> woo, all the backstories. Aren't you excited? Um, so anyway, we all, you know, just sort of hung around until, you know, we got ready to start and, you know, I was nervous, but I was also kind of like, all right, you know, we're going to, I'm going to finish this. I'm going to do this. You know, I was feeling really confident and, um, you know, it, so at 7am we, you know, started, you know, of course, Sarah and I kind of hung toward the back because, you know, I hate getting run over by all the fast people and, and whatnot. And I know I wasn't going to be a fast person for this. I mean, it's a 50 mile race. What are you going to do? You know? Um, I mean, in my case, you know, mere mortal, you know, than I am, um, Anyway, so, but we did start with the uh, one four, meaning one minute on, four minutes off um, uh, intervals, uh, which, I, you know, I feel was, was pretty good because I think it helped save, you know, a lot of your energy because you don't want to go out of there guns blazing, um, you know, unless you, you know, have been training like that. And I have not. So I've been training for Snowdrop where I am trying to, you know, come up with some sort of interval where I run a little bit and then, you know, walk a bit, walk a little bit more because that's what you're going to do at Snowdrop, you know, for a hundred miles. I mean, in my case anyway. Um, so that felt pretty good. Um, yeah, so we got, here's the thing about Brazos. And I remember this from the last time I did the 50 miler there. Um, it can be soul crushing. Like the first six miles are pretty good not bad. You know, there's a lot to see. There's, you know, a observation tower, there's, you know, the marsh or whatever you want to call it with the alligators and, you know, wading birds and, you know, wildlife and whatnot. And, you know, and that's pretty good. And it's not an especially, you know, it's kind of twisty turny a little bit. I mean, it's flat as hell, which I love, um, you know, and, and that all was great, but 
then you, you know, get rid of that part. And then you start into the, what I call the, you know, uh, you know, tunnel of hell or something, because the next 10 miles or so are just this horrible death march. Um, you get an aid station about three and a half miles in, and that's fine. It's like, yeah, whatever. And then you got to go out another three, three and a half miles to the final aid station where you turn around and then come back and do it all over again. Yeah. Well, I shouldn't say do it all over again, but you just go back and revisit, you know, those. And let me tell you that that first aid station, you know, or that, you know, uh, second last one. Oh God, you, you don't know what I'm talking about. But anyway, it can be very, very annoying because you're just like, okay, where in the world is the aid station? You know, I need some sugar. I need some, you know, Coke. I need something, you know? <laughs> so, but by the time we got to that outpost, I was really starting to hurt. My, my hip was starting to bother me again. And I was like, oh, hell no. And I was tired. I don't know why I was tired. I don't think I was eating enough. Um, and this is no knock against, you know, Cal and Rob, you know, who are the race directors. It was just kind of like, I don't know. I, it was my own poor preparation, I guess. I should have probably just brought stuff with me, which I'll remember if I ever do this again, which I probably won't. Um, but, you know, all they had out there was like PB&J and, you know, the chips and stuff were more like in um, individual packets. And so I don't need an entire, you know, a small container or serving size of Pringles or, you know, pretzels or something. I just want like a little handful. And I realized that that's just not the way it works, you know, at this particular race. And so I was just like, Oh God, this is awful. And, and, and then, you know, later in the race, um, we, we had a problem with bees hanging around by the aid station tables because there was lots of sweet things. And so, you know, and of course, after having been stung by a bunch of yellow jackets a couple of months earlier, you know, I was like, oh, hell no, I am not getting myself in the middle of this, you know. So anyway, in some ways, I just kind of under uh, performed on my calorie intake. You know, I was definitely working hard on uh, ingesting water in my um it's called liquid IV, which is this, you know, these packets you can throw in water and they're like 35 calories, but they got electrolytes in there and it feels good. Um, and so every, almost every walk break, I would take a sip of, you know, one or the other, you know, so it was like, I was trying to stay hydrated. I did do some salt pills, um, cause it was, oh my God, it was so humid. Oh my God, it was so humid. Um, and it was warm. It was like in the seventies in the morning and it was like, Ooh, wee, you know, but thank God there's lots of clouds. And so that worked. But I was just feeling pretty, pretty wasted, you know, by the end of that first loop. And the, the loop ends up being close to 17 miles. Um, and, uh, you know, so I was just sort of like, okay, and my back was starting to hurt. And so I was, I just decided, okay, I've got to sit for a little bit. And I, you know, changed out of my shirt into a dry one. I changed out of my shorts into some dry ones. I ate a half two thirds of a, a turkey sandwich, uh, with, with provolone and, um, mustard and pickles on it. Ooh, it was so good. Um, but I just really needed some time to just kind of regroup, um, you know, before you go out there. And I mean, and, and, and I think, you know, for people like me, that's important, you know, to, to do the regrouping thing, um, before you go back out there, because you don't want to go out there without any gas on the tank and then just kind of, you know, crash. Um, 
and I know Sarah wanted, you know, she, Sarah's very interesting because she's got like, you know, she had all these like time goals in mind. And in my mind, I was thinking, okay, we can finish this in about 16 hours or so. Um, you know, hopefully, hopefully. Um, but she was, and she admittedly is not as fast of a walker as I am. And so I know I was kind of beating her down with my walking pace, which is by no means, you know, super fast, but it is, you know, quicker than hers. And so, um, anyway, long story short, yeah. So we, we finally went back out and, um, you know, and I felt really good at the first part. Again, that first six miles, you're like, yay, I feel great. Woo. I think I can do this. Woo. And then, you know, you get into the death march part and it's just like, ugh, you know, I don't know. My hips started, but I did slap. Okay. I did slap some, um, icy hot patches on my, uh, left hip and my left lower back. So that would kind of, you know, calm that stuff down. And I also took some, don't try this at home, a leave, um, took the therapeutic dose of three and boy, oh boy, did that help? Yeah, baby. I know you're not really supposed to do that. Okay, folks, but I did it anyway. Cause I was like, I'm throwing caution to the wind. Um, but I was just starting to, and, and then also her son, uh, was in a football championship game, uh, that afternoon. So she was, you know, watching, listening to it and, um, kind of slightly distracted. And so she was kind of falling off pace. We did switch our pace to 30 seconds on three minutes off, which was actually pretty cool. Um, but I got ahead of her. I was just like, okay, I've got to do my own race. I just, I can't, you know, just hang back just for the sake of it, you know? And, and I mean, I knew she was doing her thing and it was fine and, you know, it was, it was all good, but anyway, so I, I, uh, and then I ran into Orly, um, who was coming back from the, well, coming through the death march, but on the, the return trip. And he's like, I'm quitting. He's like, I, I can't do this. He's like, my feet feel like, you know, I'm going to break open all these blisters that he had on his feet. And I was like, Oh God. Yeah. And I was like, you know, my hip is bothering me a little bit. And then I just kind of lifted my toes, my two big toes a little bit in my shoe. And I could feel them like, <laughs> I, I, yeah, yeah, your toes don't really make that sound, but they felt like that sound. And, um, I realized that I had some serious freaking blisters underneath my toenails. And then it felt like I was getting them under my feet. And so I was like, oh crap, you know, and, and again, knowing that I had snowdrop ahead, th there was no way I was going to try to, you know, beat myself to death just for this, you know, not for that cause, you know, that is not a hill I will die on. So anyway, I uh, got into that last aid station before the turnaround and, you know, just sat in a chair for a little bit. And I happened to turn around and see Sarah coming in. Um, there's a little out and back that's, you know, very short and like maybe a half mile or something like that. And, you know, and then you come into that final aid station, um, for those of you playing at home. And, um, so I asked her how her back was doing and she's like, oh, I don't know, you know, and I was like, okay, dude, I'm dropping. And, you know, and I think she, I think if she would have had somebody to finish with her, uh, at her pace and letting her sit, which is fine. Um, I think she might've finished it, but I also kind of, I mean, but both of us have snowdrop, And so we were both kind of like, well, you know, we don't want to screw up the goal race. You know, this is a training run, you know, so we, we kind of pinky promised that, we, <laughs> that we just drop. And, um, and then it was just kind of like, nice. I mean, 
you know, it sucked to DNF again. I mean, this is my third DNF, but I also feel like I learned a few things. Um, my mental game was fine. So I I've learned to ride the lows and, you know, connect with the highs. And so that was good. I, um, you know, I, I, I kind of figured out what to do about my hip and things like that. And again, if it's just, if it's my goal race, I'm going to suffer. <laughs> I don't really mind. I mean, that that's okay. Um, oh God. And then one other thing I forgot to mention, Lord, before I started the race, I know this is me telling a story. Um, before I started the race, my friend Don Flynn had given me this like rubber bracelet that said, um, keep effing going. And, um, <laughs> I have to tell you that I kept looking at that a lot, especially during the first loop and most of the, you know, second. And then I don't know, I guess it was just sort of seeing orally and knowing that he doesn't really quit races too often. And so I was like, all right, I think maybe it's time. God love Kathy, his wife, she finished, um, and, um, you know, is a little sore, but, um, I have to tell you when I took off my socks on Saturday night, I had these enormous blisters all the way underneath my big toes. Um, and I, I think I'm in the process of losing those two toenails. Um, my hip feels okay today, uh, Monday and my, um, back is okay. My quads are a little sore, but that's kind of normal for, you know, a race like this. And, um, you know, I, I really didn't feel bad about quitting this one just because I felt like, okay, we got 34 miles or just under 34 miles. And, um, I know what to do. I know that I've got a great walking pace or hiking pace. I can, I can keep it at about a 16, um, 16 minute mile, you know, or thereabouts, um, maybe not the whole time, but a lot of the time. And, um, you know, I, I kind of know how to deal with the mental game. And so, um, I think I'm going to be okay. I think I'm going to be okay. So, um, yeah, outside of that, I'm trying to think of, there's any other little story tidbits I forgot to mention. Um, I don't really think so, but, um, but I did learn something from this and I, I don't feel mad at myself or anything like that. I feel like, okay, you learn some things, you have to be positive about this. So try to just hang on to that and, um, not, you know, beat yourself to death. So, Anyway, um, I think that's all I've got for now. I'll see you next time.